Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you, Father God. Lord, we praise you, Lord. We worship you, Father God, for who you are for us, Lord. You are our strength, Lord. You are our joy, Father God. You are our satisfaction, Father God. Lord, because of you, Lord, we get to taste your goodness, Father God. Because of you going before us, Father. Lord, I praise you for that, Father God. I praise you, Lord, for your marvelous grace. I praise you, Lord, for your marvelous mercies, Lord, that you shower upon us, Father. Lord, the greatest blessing, Lord, that you have given us, Lord, to be the daughters and to be the sons of the Most High King, Father God, that you have called us, Lord, to be the priest, Lord, for your kingdom's sake, Father. Lord, I pray, Father, as we dive into Psalm 21, Father, I pray that you will, Lord, speak, Lord, into every aspects of our life, Father. And I pray, Father God, that we will receive, Lord, what you have for us, Father. And I pray, Father God, that we will let go of what needs to be let go of our life, Father, as we hear this lecture and as we listen to this lecture, Father God, help, Lord, your Holy Spirit, Lord, to speak into our life, Father. I pray all of this, Lord, in the precious uh, name of Jesus Christ, the name above every name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Psalm 21, we see a king who is a dynamic Christian. A king who is rejoicing on the almighty strength. His praise and thanksgiving is not anemic, but it is dynamic. Verse 2, he talks about the satisfaction of his heart because he has God's great salvation and he rejoices in the answered prayers. Verse 3, he talks about God's goodness going before him and blessing him with the success and prosperity and crowning him. And David is saying he's the king only, only because of the almighty God. He's not saying, oh yeah, I have tasted God's goodness, but he's saying only because of God's presence going before him, he has success and prosperity and there is zero room to boast. He's very passionate to proclaim what God has done for him. Verse four to six, he talks about the benefits of having a relationship and fellowship with the father. Fellowship with the Father is David's unquenchable joy. He valued God's presence in his life more than anything. The main point to note here is David was spiritually minded. He was very wise to discern that earthly blessings are temporal and does not carry any weight in comparison to eternity. Verse 7, he says, because of his trust in the Lord, he has got perfect assurance. And verse 8 to 12, he tells, because of that perfect assurance, the enemies will be exterminated. Verse 13, David says here, because you have exalted your power over the enemies and given us salvation, victory, relationship, and fellowship with you, we will write songs to celebrate your mighty acts. He declares, I can't remain anemic Christian. I choose to be a dynamic Christian. Because he's a dynamic Christian, he's saying, my praise and my thanksgiving cannot be anemic. It has to be dynamic. And I want the whole world to know who you are and what you have done for me. I can contain it inside. I am overflowing with your goodness. And I want my praise and thanksgiving to catch on fire for you, to catch on fire for your kingdom. And we are going to start, see about that fire in Acts, 3, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 9. One afternoon, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man who was lame from, from birth was being carried to the temple 
gate called beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those entering the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked directly at him, as did John. Look at us, said Peter. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And taking up by the right hand, Peter helped him up. And at once the man's feet and ankles were made strong. He sprang to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and leaping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Two Christians set on fire by the Lord can infect thousands. And that's what we see at the end of Psalm 31. David says, I can't remain quiet. I can't contain it inside. I want to proclaim what you have done. I'm going to write it in song and proclaim to the whole world what you have done for me. And I want the whole world to catch on fire for you. And that's what we see at verse four to six here in Acts. Peter looked directly at him as did John. Look at us, said Peter. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. So what do you reply? The same fire is available for us today. So what is your response? Are you going to say, but things are so different today? Really, are they? What is different? Is the gospel any different today? Has the Lord changed today? Has man's need been altered today? No, it is the same. Is the Holy Spirit not the, not the same today as he was then? The only thing that is different today is us. We are not dynamic Christians. We are anemic. We are not like King David, who is willing to proclaim God's goodness, not in private, but outside, loudly proclaiming his goodness to his whole world. Sadly, we have to admit that sometimes we are not the faithful Christians we, we, who we should be. God wants to change us to become more than who we are right now. In Acts 4, we see the continuing story of the healing of the layman, which took place in Acts chapter 3. But in this chapter, we can see several characteristics in this apostles of what it looks like when the church is on fire, when we become passionate followers of God. And this is a story about a small town. A small town once had several church attenders as well as one outspoken atheist. I'm going to repeat that again. A small town had several church attendants, but at the same time, there was one outspoken atheist. One day, the town church building caught on fire and the whole town ran towards it to, to help extinguish the flames, including the village atheist. Someone yelled out, hey, this is the first time we have ever seen you running to the church. And he replied, this is the first time I have ever seen the church on fire. When we are spiritually on fire and have a burning love for God in our heart, others will take notice. Sadly, if you admit the truth, many times when we come to worship, we have to admit that our church is not on fire. 
we are not the dynamic Christian that God wants us to be in Revelation 2, Jesus writes to the church of Ephesus and says, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. There once was a time when they had a passionate love for God, but their love for God has grown cold. And sadly, sometimes that is the story of our lives as well. We think back about how on fire we used to be. But if we are honest, we admit that the fire has grown cold. But there is good news in all of this because we serve the God of all hope. If you have lost your fire for God, you can get it back from him. Paul writes to Timothy, saying disciples in 2 Timothy 1.6 and tells him, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. He is telling him to stock up the fire, blow on the coals, get the fire rekindled. And for many of us here today, maybe you still believe in God and love God, but what you need is to fan those glowing coals back into a blazing fire again. Allow God to steer your hearts once more. Don't worship God because you know you ought to rather acknowledge all that God has done for you and allow that to steer your heart in a spirit of praise and worship. That is what we see in Psalm 21 verse 13. King David says here, because you have exalted your power over the enemies and given us salvation, victory and relationship and fellowship with you, we will write songs to celebrate your mighty acts. And we are going to look, go back to uh, Acts chapter 4. What we see here in Acts chapter 4 is the disciples stirred up the fire. They followed the Spirit in verse 8. They are filled with the Spirit. In verse 31, it says the whole church gathered for prayer was filled with the Spirit. And what is the result of the filling is verse 31. They spoke the word of God boldly. The sign of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues, but boldness to speak the truth of God. That changed them from being anemic to be a dynamic Christian. In Acts 23, verse 18, they know they cannot change what Peter and John believe. This is the Pharisees, but they tried to shut them up. And they, try, they wanted to throw them in prison. And Satan has a great bargain for you. If you leave him alone, he will leave you alone. If you don't speak for God, he will leave you alone. But if you speak for God, he will come against you. That is the bargain. At least that what he will try to convince you, Satan wants to shut you up. He does not want you sharing the truth. He wants you to remain anemic and not dynamic. He will do everything to keep us anemic. Why? Because as John 8.44 tells us, he was a murderer from the beginning and has always hated the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. He's a great deceiver, and he leads people astray by telling them lies. So Satan's goal is to get you shut your mouth, to not speak out, to be silent when it comes to share the truth. But what did King David do in Psalm 21, 13? He says, show your strength, God. This is the message version. So no one can miss it. We are going to out, we, we are out singing the good news. But David does the opposite because he chose not to be anemic by the Satan tactics, he chose to be dynamic. It says in verse, uh, in, verse uh, in chapter four of Acts and verse 13, that they noticed their courage, that they were bold. And Proverbs 28, one says, 
the righteous are as bold as a lion. I'm going to repeat that. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, the righteous are as bold as a lion, naturally, because you have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. We see it's the same Peter who denied the Lord three times. This is the same Peter who was afraid to admit who he was to a young servant girl. But he has been transformed by the power of the resurrected Christ. The power of Christ transformed him from being anemic to dynamic. And this is a story of a bishop visiting the wealthiest church in the United States. After the priest has given him the tour through the many different churches and possessions owned by the church, he looked at the bishop and with joy in his voice said, the church can no longer say silver and gold, I have none. The bishop turned toward him and with a tear streaming from his eyes, he said, neither can it any longer say, take up the bed and walk. And the bishop turned towards the priest and with the tears streaming from his eyes, he said, neither can it any longer say, take up the bed and walk. Today, we have more resources, better developed ministries, educated priests, finer and better equipped facilities. And we have so many resources available today, but we are less effective in changing the world than at any other time in history. We have more ways of communication today than ever before. We have access to information and people 24 seven, very few homes or people do not have in internet or smartphone, which allows us to instantly access the information. But yet we are the most anemic of power we have ever been. Even though we are so much advanced in technology, we are still anemic in power. And as the story said, we can no longer say silver and gold have a none, but neither we can neither can we any longer say take up the bed and walk why is this so matthew chapter 22 verse 29 message version jesus answered you are off base on two counts you don't know your bibles and you don't know how god works matthew chapter 22 verse 29 message version jesus answered you are off base on two counts you don't know your Bibles and you don't know how God works. Compromise is the norm of today. We do not want to offend or hurt people. We want to play it smooth. When we talk about anemic, anemia in um, medical term is, few, is less red blood cells than needed. And then one develops weakness and tiredness. And in spiritual term, anemic means lacking force or strength, lacking interest. Psalm 21, 13, again, David says, and this is the message version, show your strength, God, so no one can miss it. We are out singing the goodness. Out singing the goodness is the dynamic Christian life. Even our normal thanks to God becomes academic and anemic at times. We need to keep our praise to him fresh and alive. So our passion for him remains fresh and alive. You know, the thing is, all the stores, small or big, take inventory, but we never take inventory of our spiritual life. Matthew 26, uh, chapter, verse 40, 40 says, And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. And said unto Peter, 
What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Have you ever kept record of the time you spent in prayer? Why don't we log our prayer time? Why not prayer journal? Why might we might see what we are missing if we, if we held our prayer life accountable, if we take a spiritual inventory? Luke chapter 18, verse 1, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end that, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Prayer is a privilege. We can approach God humbly yet boldly. Prayer is most often used as a spare tire, but not as a steering wheel. Today, anemic Christians use prayer as a spare tire, but not as a steering wheel. Many times we pray in the flesh and God's words teaches us to pray in the spirit. That is Romans 8.26. Prayer is the tool that touches the heart of God. If we have an anemic prayer life, we will be anemic in every aspect of our spiritual growth. Luke 9, chapter 9, verse 57 to 62. This is an NIV version. Jesus says, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have wolves and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. And he said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say, say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one puts his hand to the plow and looks back, is fit for serving the kingdom of God. Dynamic Christians take steps of faith. Dynamic Christians move past their comfort zone. And what would have happened? If Noah was too occupied with his life and did not build the ark, Moses did not have time in his schedule to obtain the freedom of Israel and then to lead them, even though they were going to stone him many times. What would have happened if Paul refused the call to the Gentile, Gentile upon his life? And what would have happened if the person who led you to Christ did not love you enough and pleaded for God's mercy for your life, not one day, not for a week, not for a month, not for a year, but till you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if your faith was dynamic and not anemic, what difference would it have made so far? And what difference can it make today? Revelation 3, 15 to 17. I thought not to read this message version, but I'm going to read it. This is very, very powerful. I know you inside out and find little to my liking. Again, this is Revelation 3, chapter 3, verses 15 to 17 message version. One of the strongest version. I know you inside and out and find little to my liking. You are not cold, you are not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You are stale, you are stagnant. You make me want to vomit. You brag I am rich. I've got it made, I need nothing from anyone. Obvious, that is the fact. You are a pitiful blind beggar, threadbare and homeless. 
This is what the Lord says of living an anemic Christian life. What does it mean when he says, you are stale, you are stagnant, and I feel like throwing up. You make me want to vomit. I know you have the riches of the whole world, but you are pitiful. You are a blind beggar. You are like a homeless. So what it means when he says, you are stale, you are stagnant. This is what lukewarm people say. They couldn't care less type of believers. Oh, look, if I can find the time to build my relationship with God, that is great, but it's no big deal if it does or does not happen. Ask yourself, am I really concerned about my relationship with Christ? Do I long for others to come to know him? Or am I a take it or leave it Christian? If it happens, that great. If not, well, no big deal. So the question is, are you a dynamic or an anemic Christian? Psalm 21 verse 13, David says here, because you have exalted your power over the enemies and given us salvation, victory, relationship, and fellowship with you, we will write songs to celebrate your mighty acts because he's a dynamic Christian. He's saying my praise and my thanksgiving cannot be anemic. It has to be dynamic. And I want the whole world to know who you are and what you have done for me. I can't contain it inside. I am overflowing with your goodness and I want my praise and thanksgiving to catch fire for you, Lord. Lord, I want my faith to be contagious. Lord, I want to illuminate for you, Lord. Lord, I want to boast about you, Lord. David could have given thanks to God in private for the victories and other favors which he had received from God. But it was his intention to testify that it was only God who elevated him to the throne. Only God who gave him salvation. Only God who gave him the relationship with him. And only because of God, he has a fellowship. How about you? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has made you his sons and his daughters. He has made you as his kings and princes. And most of all, he has made you his priest. And it is your call tonight what you want to be, whether you choose to remain anemic or you choose to become dynamic today. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, what a great challenge, Father God, you have set for us, Lord, from the Psalm, Lord, from King David's life, Father God that he choose not to, Lord, hide his light under the bed. He choose to hide, not to hide all the things that you have done under the bushel, but he choose to light up, Lord. He choose to be the light on the hill, Father. He choose to be a dynamic Christian. Lord, you know, Father God, when you do something for us, how anemic, Lord, our thanksgiving is for you, Father. We don't come back and give you praise and thanks, Lord. Not even to the, how much ever time we spent in prayer, pleading for you, for your, the prayer to be answered. We don't come back and thank you enough. 
it is just maybe a half hour, maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes for the prayers that we have prayed for your year long. Our thanksgiving and our praises are anemic, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father, make us, Lord, to be hot for you. Make us, Lord, to be on fire for you, Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, consume, Lord, this anemic prayer life, Father God. Consume, Lord, the sinful life that is making, Lord, our Christian life to be anemic, Father. Consume us, Father God, for losing, Lord, the zeal for your word, the zeal for your work, the zeal, Lord, to be on fire for you, Father. Lord, may your Holy Spirit, Lord, consume, Lord, in our life, Father. All the things, Father God, that are not honoring you, Father. The things, Lord, we do, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to be the dynamic Christian, Father God, who will exalt you, who will praise you, who will glorify you, Lord. Lord, we will not be, Lord, the people who are comfortable in the throne. Lord, we will not allow, Lord, our robes to stumble us, Father God. Lord, we will not allow the comfort that you have given us, Lord, to be a stumbling block in our life, Father God. We will not allow, Lord, this highly sophisticated culture, Father God, to stop us, Lord. To, sharing by, to share the good news with others, Father God. Help us, Lord, to break the norm of politeness, Father. Help us, Lord, to step on toes, Father God. Enough of being polite, Father God. Enough of apologizing, Lord. Even enough of saying sorry, Lord. Why should we say sorry, Lord, when people are sinning and we are calling the sin as a sin, Lord? I pray, Lord Jesus, ignite us, Lord, with your fire. Ignite us, Lord, with the passion for you, Father. Help us, Lord, to make the declaration, Lord, like King David did, Father, that he chose to write this in Psalms so that everybody will know what you have done in his life. He wants to, what you have done in his life, to catch on fire for you, Lord. I pray, Father, help us, Lord, to be like that, Father God, that whatever you have done for us, Lord, will catch on fire when we, when we share what you have done for us, to others, Lord, it won't be like a dead man speaking, Lord. It will be a man speaking with fire. It will be a man speaking with boldness. It will be a man speaking with courage. It will be a man speaking with passion, Father. Give us that kind of passion, Father God. Where the hearts will be shaken, Lord, when they hear about you, Father. That something will be stirred up in their heart, Lord. Deliver us, Father God, from presenting the dead gospel to the people, Father, when your gospel has high power and high potential, Father. Help us, Lord, to be that bearer, Lord, of that gospel, Lord. To break down walls, to break down chains, Lord. I pray, Father God, illuminate, Lord. May your word illuminate us, Lord, from inside out, Father God. May your Holy Spirit, Lord, Fire, Lord, catch in us, Father God, and give us that boldness, Father, that what is naturally is available for us as your children. Help us to tap into that, Lord. Help us, Lord, to not to deal a bargain with the enemy, Father. Help us, Lord, not to shake hand with the enemy, Lord, because he's always setting bargain for us. 
if we don't speak for you he let us to live a cool and easy life help us to examine lord if we are living a cool and a easy life we have shook our hands with the enemy and we have made a bargain with him help us lord to go against him lord and to be on fire for you lord like king david lord i pray father anoint us father god lord i pray that we won't lord our groups father god our friends father god our families lord the church we represent lord the nations we represent father god lord i pray when we look at us father god you will not feel like vomiting father i pray father have mercy upon us father that we will not be lord living a stale and a stagnant life father god we will not live like blind beggars we will not live like homeless father help us lord to live the spiritual rich life father god abundant spiritual life in you father god lord i pray lord make us to be on fire for you father i pray father god this blessing lord for our next level group blessing lord upon our families blessing lord upon the church we represent blessing lord upon the nation we represent father and i submit lord this prayer unto your feet father and i pray father set us lord on a blazing fire for you father destroy lord all the dead branches in our life father i pray all of this lord in the mighty name of jesus in the powerful name of the almighty the name above every name the name of jesus christ Amen.